22 now. Wow. Jeez. 22. That's I don't wild. know about you, but I'm feeling 22. <laughs> Wait, I was literally going to sing that at the exact same time you said that. Why do we have the same mind? <laughs> I thought you were gonna be proud of me for like going through this stuff, Donya. I'm so proud, and I know like Sierra would be so proud too if she's listening to this, like because she's like the biggest stan of T Swift. Like, <laughs> I would I would say she fully simps for T Swift. Um, but oh my gosh, yeah, no, I had that song played in my head as soon as I said 22. So I'm really glad you had the exact same concept there. Wow. Anyway, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 indeed. Um, good stuff. It is um, December now uh, when this airs officially. So that's pretty horrifying. Um, can't believe this hey, year's gone like by so fast. Four more weeks of 2020. Yay. So close and yet so far, man. But like the sad thing is people are like, oh, I need 2020 to end. It's like, okay, but like literally nothing's going to happen when like the clock strikes midnight. Like it's not, things aren't magically going to get better just because it's not 2020 anymore. Like, which is so upsetting, but. You don't know that though. Like there could be like a nice little like fairy that comes out. It's like, ah, it's all over. Yeah. I wish I'd like to think that, but I feel like it's actually going to be like a gremlin that pops out and it's just like surprise bitch. <laughs> like, it just gets worse. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, I guess now I'm not going to say it couldn't get worse because every time I think that about 2020, it does. So I'm not going to say that about 2021, it could get worse, but I really hope not. So, wow. But anyway, um, yeah, anything new with you? I don't know. We don't have business as usual because once again, this is not really like a businessy podcast. Um, any updates we, we want to share before we get into it? I'm trying to think of like fun stuff, but I don't think I have anything. Yeah, man, same. It's yeah, <laughs> it's bleak, but nothing. Still fun. existing. <laughs> Still here. Have you seen that meme? Like the texting my boss for work, and it's like. Uh, they say like what are we doing or something and he's like I don't know man I guess just existing and like the boss is like no I meant like for this project and he's like oh <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's like the big mood of 2020 like what are we even doing just existing <laughs> my favorite thing I know you're not into sitcoms but this is like a different category it's uh what we do in the shadows Okay, I don't count yeah. that as a sitcom. I haven't watched it yeah. yet, but everyone says I'd like it. And like for that, I'm inclined to believe because I feel like that one is kind of more along the lines of like uh, like Portlandia or something. You know? Yeah, you you would like this one. So one of the yeah. characters on there is like an en energy vampire. So he like sucks people's energy out and like Amazing. just like makes them like, uh. so he becomes like boss of the company for a day. And like, he's going around, he's doing like the super generic stuff. Like he looks at someone and like does the double like guns. It's like, eh, working hard or hardly working. And the guy's just like, <laughs> like that, like just like sinks like, down, like, no. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Oh, I, I love, love like cliche boss things. Like undercover boss is like an underrated show in my opinion. I don't know if you've ever watched undercover boss, but it's pretty good. You're just staring like, at me. You like you clearly think I'm like a freak. I just have very strong opinions on Undercover Boss. Really? What are they? You don't like it? I hate it. Why? Because every episode, it's like some sad story about this factory worker who like has like five thousand dollars in medical bills. 
always like, yeah I like can't afford it. And he's like, here, I'm going to give you $5,000 for your medical bills. And I'm like, motherfucker, provide health insurance. Like every time I watch that, I'm just like, it like annoys the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, okay, like you could do things like for every employee. Like you're just like doing like the bare minimal for, for one and being praised. Like you're like the hero to the, like the company. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Okay. No, like that's super true. And I guess I should, I guess I should say like, I, I like it because I laugh at it because it's so formulaic. Like I, I watch it almost in like an ironic sense. Like I, and I don't watch it regularly, but when I've seen it, I love just how incredibly formulaic each episode is. Like the episodes are all like exactly the same, like you just described. So there, and I, I also love like the um, undercover boss, Starkiller base, um, SNL Actually, skits, those just like kill me. They're the best thing ever because they're just like roasting undercover boss in the best way. And like, I love it so much. The best parody ever actually is Key and Peele. Oh, they do one? I haven't seen theirs. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Okay, you know how, like, okay, the formula of undercover boss is there's always that asshole employee. Yeah. And so, like, I think Peele plays uh, the, or no, Key plays the asshole employee who's just like, ah old timer you're never gonna go fucking like get this or whatever and like basically it's revealed that he's the boss and the guy's like oh fuck like <laughs> i've been dragging this dude for like two weeks oh, it's like he just comes up to me he's like i got like i got like a problem with my ball sack my ball sack's like all fucked up and the boss is like <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to watch that now that sounds beautiful Oh gosh. It's so funny. It's one of the best Key and Peele sketches. I know people like always do like the substitute teacher and like there's always like the classic ones but that one to me like might be the funniest one just because like we all know Undercover Boss and it's yeah it's just great. I okay my top two Key and Peele sketches are the first one is the um, aerobics competition one. The one that's like a spoof of like the the crystal the crystal light uh you know jazzercise step aerobics whatever competition um oh where they keep doing like the where they cards. keep doing the cue cards and like the guy they're telling him that like his wife died in like a car crash and all this stuff but they're like keep dancing like we're live like they're like he's like crying like doing like the aerobics dances to like the really cheerful music and like then like at some point he just like chokes the other guy because it turns out it's like the other guy who was the one that like hit his wife and all this stuff it's, it's just so good it's so good and then the other one I love is um the the one where they're on the the plane and they're gonna like hijack the plane or whatever yes. like it's about like terrorists but there's no terrorists like it turns out basically like they're the terrorists because they're like trying to fight the terrorists like it's the crazy guy um yeah that one's my other favorite one Th that show is so bizarre but so good they're so funny I think one of my favorite ones, and I think it's like the very first episode of Key and Peele is uh, the like two like whipped like boyfriends and like they're like bragging to each other about like how they call out their wives. And they're just yes. like, they're like, you know what I told her? You know what I told her? I, I said, I said, and they like look like five different ways. They're like, I said, bitch. <laughs> yes, that's the classic one. <laughs> That one like gets better every time you watch it though. That's what oh I love God. about that one specifically. Yes. Like it's just, yeah. Oh my God. I love Key and Peele. All right. Well, sorry, we got off on a little Key and Peele tangent, but they're so yeah, good. Go, sorry go, that, like, go watch them. 
Jordan Peele had to be amazing and direct like amazing horror movies now we don't get his comedy I know he's busy like single-handedly like saving the horror genre he's a little busy but uh yeah anyway um yeah so I guess we'll get into our stories um I think I know that it's my turn right yeah I'm getting it it only took 22 episodes You really are feeling 22. I'm feeling 22. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. All right. So my first Craigslist story is just confusing. So the title is re-walk by and say hi sometime, question mark. So re as I guess like walk by again. I don't know, like re-walk. I don't know. Okay. And they're in Coronado. Uh, So it goes. I read it, but didn't know what it meant, so I ignored it. I just thought someone was playing a joke on me. I changed my route because of that. I didn't outcast you. That's ridiculous! Four exclamation points. Why didn't you just talk to me, silly? Three exclamation points. And that's the whole thing. I legitimately have no idea what the fuck happened. I have no concept of what's going (laughs) on here. Like, I- nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> that's and that's why I like you one. took like you took like three random sentences and just like jumbled them together. Like I, I literally have no clue. And the thing is, why would you post this? Because how would anyone else know what this is about either? Like even if you were the person that somehow was involved in this, what? <laughs> yeah, like I swear they're just like on drugs. Like I, that's the only conclusion I have. Is I'm like I, I really have no idea like what happened. Like. I- have tried to come up with like multiple scenarios in my head for this and I can't come up with anything like I've tried really hard because I've been I've been thinking about this one for like a hot minute now and gosh I just don't know like the most I can figure out is that like someone walked by someone else and someone said hi to them maybe because they like thought they were attractive or were interested or something. And the person didn't respond because they thought it was like a joke. But then I changed my route because of that. And then I didn't outcast you. Like what? I don't understand. I'm so confused. And then they're mad that they didn't talk to them. I, I got nothing. I don't either. It sounds like they're trying to like they've messed out on the first time and then they're trying to like talk again is like the generic, but I'm still but like how would anyone this? know that? I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like the the caliber of Craigslist posts this round was like pretty bleak. So this is what I'm working with. I apologize. I don't know what's going on in San Diego. Yeah, I really thought people would get like hornier on the holidays, but yeah, like my batch wasn't great that I went through. I found a decent one, but still like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like not the horny season. I would think like with the holidays, people would be like in more, it's colder out. Usually like that triggers people. I don't know. Well, like there, I mean, there is cuffing season. That's a very real thing. But I mean, also I had to explain cuffing season to my mom the other day and she likes the concept now and she told some of her friends about it and one of her her male friends who like she's kind of dated in the past but now they're like just friends she told him about cuffing season and he's like 
well, yeah, I don't try to get in on that. Like now he's like into it and he's trying to like cuff someone for cuffing season. And she's like, I don't think you can just like decide to get in on cuffing season. Like, and he's like, no, no, I'm going to make this work. Like <laughs> these people are all like in their sixties, by the way, I should add. So I am just like spreading cuffing season to the masses apparently. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, it's cuffing season, but maybe because 2020 is so goddamn stressful, like, and now you've got like winter and daylight savings bullshit and holiday season on top of that i don't know maybe everyone's just too stressed out to be horny yeah maybe so i don't know uh, what's your first one? Oh, uh so it starts off with she is a lonely math nerd oh so cool okay i'm a male looking for my cute female friend who's been thinking about studying math lately she can't, she just can't seem to shake her wild fascination of multiplication. She wants to multiply, but lacks an important figure to do so. Inserting my 10 into the equation would certainly do the trick, winky face. Is that it? That's it. It's like, is this like written in like numerical code? Like what is going on here? <laughs> so like the first time I read it, I was like, do what now? But like, okay, like it's fairly obvious. You can't, she just can't stop thinking about multiplication. So she, she, he means fucking. She wants to multiply, fuck, but lacks an important figure. He wants to insert his 10, I think means 10 inch dick into the equation. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I guess I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah it's pretty generic that was like the best one i could come up with i'm not so, mad i'm just disappointed yeah you're right that makes sense uh gross gross so like is that really like the best way to say that i don't know he went through like 12 different hoops to jump through so no um do you think he really has a 10 inch dick no no yeah no not I felt all. like that was fairly obvious, but yeah, that... I might as well say it. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I feel like no one who if someone's out here saying they have to they have a 10-inch dick, they don't have a 10-inch dick. It's like when it's the classic, like if you have to say it, it's probably not true. Like, you know. I feel like if they're saying inches, they actually mean centimeters. So mm, yeah, yeah, likely. Because I feel like, I feel like if you actually have a 10 inch dick, you're not like out here just like blasting it out to the masses that you have a 10 inch dick. Now you're probably like passing out during sex. Cause yeah, that's a lot that to... blood flow, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. But um, no, I just feel like if you have to say it, it's probably not true. So yeah. All right. Well, my next one Um is a little bit different. This is one that you sent me actually, and we felt the need to share hey. it on the pod. Um, this one has been making the rounds on the internet. I very much hope it's real. Um, I It must be real. Someone must have found this originally and screenshotted it. I think it's real. I just don't know who it's, the originator is. I didn't find it in the wild. So full disclaimer. It's like too, it's like too random. Like there's some where it's like kind of almost like engineered, but this one's almost like, ah. Hey. Yeah, let's do this. 
Yeah, it's kind of too weird to be fake. Yeah. So the title is Be Naked at My Sister's Wedding, and it's on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, And it goes, my sister is having an outdoor wedding in New Canaan, Connecticut in May. I want someone to be naked in the woods and to run through the wedding in order to ruin it. I will protect you from my family. (laughs) So the last line is what kills me. (laughs) I will protect you from my family. (laughs) But I mean, like, here's the thing, though. In any situation, I'm not going to be tackling a naked person. Like, there's absolutely Mm -hmm. no way. No, no, I just let them run. Yeah, if someone's going to be naked and being crazy, like, I'm going to let them be crazy. Like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. No. Yeah, I'm not trying to stop that. No, I'm just let them run. Maybe they got somewhere to be. Yeah, so that's amazing. Um, I Yeah, I definitely think it's too weird. It has to be real. Um, I mean, I think ruin it would be like a stretch, though. I feel like that would be hilarious and like pretty bizarre. But like, I don't think someone, a naked person running through it would like ruin it, you know? No, I feel like that'd be like a great story. Be like, how huh, this like random naked person ran through the woods. That'd be an amazing like, story. Yeah. Like, that'd be I amazing. Would... I'm not encouraging someone to like run through my wedding naked someday, but I mean, I also like wouldn't hate it. So take that as you will. Like, I think it would be a fun story. Yeah. Plus like weddings where like everything's like so structured. Like to me, that's like the fun part. It's like if something like really crazy happens, like great, that's what everyone wants. Like I know. Just... everyone tells like a crazy story from their wedding day. Like no one's wedding goes perfectly according to plan. No. Like and the the stories are like the fun part. Like if you have if you get married, you tell people like our wedding day was perfect, everything went off without a hitch. Like no one wants to hear that story in twenty uh. years. Come on, like everyone wants to hear like how that your crazy aunt got too drunk or like you know the 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 groom barely made it to the church on time or like all kinds of crazy stuff like you want the fun stories I feel like yeah like my dream is for someone to like is there any objections and someone to actually like say something that's like my dream yeah I'll do that for you don't worry it's already in the it's already in the works like that that's happening (laughs) and it'll be extra awkward because I'll be right there standing next to you also (laughs) I'll just like tap you on the shoulder I'll like tap you on the shoulder and be like I do bitch (laughs) and I'll be like no JK you guys are great (laughs) (laughs) uh, good times can't wait yeah so that was mine what's your next one all right so mine I'll read the title this dude fucked up from telling his yoga instructor that he could suck his own dick oh so here we go This was pre-COVID in January, and honestly, with everything that's happened, I think I did my best to forget this. But it was just a reminder due to a past due bill on my emails, and y'all seem to love stories, so enjoy. I'm pretty well endowed and skinny and flexible, and have the unique talent of being able to suck my own cock. Judge all you want, make your gay comments, but if you could, you would. No, it doesn't... (laughs) He's not wrong. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah, like, some he's of the like, dudes like could. Yeah, oh my god. Would. He's like, look, don't get all high and mighty here. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, it doesn't quite feel like getting a blowjob. Just like jerking off doesn't feel like getting a handjob. But it feels fucking amazing, and I'm a bit of a sexual deviant, so it's just some added freakiness to normal horny days. Sometimes I love it, and ex-girlfriends have loved it. Random hookups have loved it. It's quite a party trick. 
do you do that at parties? Okay. Yo, let me so tell he's you. like doing this in front of people. Yep, he he does. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> so I met a girl on Tinder who, for whatever reason, our conversation swayed to this. And we hooked up. She really, really enjoyed watching me suck my own cock. Not to be too descriptive, but I have a very large head. And when I'm super turned on, which if I'm sucking, uh, blah, blah, if I can get my mouth around the head, but now I can't get much down the shaft, especially not as much as I used to. She kind of put me in these yoga positions to help. And it was insane. I was able to get much deeper. Logically, I went home later and researched this and all kinds of yoga and decided I was going to go to yoga to get more flexible so I could enjoy it deeper. Yep. I found a yoga place, signed up, and went to the first few classes. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really helping much, and we weren't really doing the positions that Tinder Girl put me in. The next class, the instructor was helping out, and when she came to me and helped me move a little, and it was super helpful. Not a self-filating way, but the yoga way. After class, she was chatting with people, and to me, she mentioned about how working on the position at home and how to address it alone. She asked if I'd been practicing long and what my intentions with practice are. And honestly, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I fucking said it. I said it super nonchalantly. I said, well, it's to help with like sucking my own dick. She didn't laugh. She didn't say what. She just walked away like quickly and angrily. Not sure if anyone else around me heard, but it felt like I said it over a loudspeaker. I was cringing beyond belief and couldn't even hear anything but my heartbeat. I just grabbed my shit and left as I could. The next day, I got a call from the studio saying they don't tolerate sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior of any kind. I am banned from all four of their establishments, and I am lucky the instructor did not want to press charges. I wrote back an apology saying it came out wrong, but it definitely, it sounded defensive, and it absolutely insane that I said that. Well, I think I'm done with yoga and I'll just be okay with self-flating uh, myself as I was. Um, yeah, so do you have any questions about this? I have honestly like nothing to say about this, but I mean, I appreciate his like, you know, candor on why he was at the yoga class. Although, yeah, looking back, that probably could have been misconstrued. Um, so I can see why he was asked not to come back. <laughs> yeah. He was really practicing radical candor, like to the extreme there. And maybe that's not the best in the long run. Um, but honestly, like respect to him. Um, that sounds very interesting. And hey, like, like he said, like, don't, don't hate because like if you had this skill like you'd be using it too so yeah good for him <laughs> so there actually is a saturday night live sketch about this really yeah it's back whenever uh will ferrell was on and so he's the one who's sucking his own dick Amazing. and the, the best part is like the yoga instructor is like really freaked out about it but like all the people in the class are like well like i want to learn how to do that like that <laughs> That looks way more fun. Can, can you teach us? He's like, yeah, like come back in a week. And they show like 30 years later, he's like, has not moved. And it's like still doing, he's like, ah, oh, this is the best. And I'm like, oh my God. yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if someone can make a yoga studio where they just teach how to do this, like, I'm sure that's like, you know, an amazing business venture. So maybe someone should get on that. Do you remember in high school, 
I don't know why, but I think it's like every high school had that rumor that like Marilyn Manson took out like two ribs to like self-filate himself. Yes, why is that a rumor that every like everyone ever heard? Yeah. Where did that come know. from? Where did that start? I don't know. And I'm just like, I think you back on it. I'm like, well, good for him if he did it. If he's like really that dedicated, I guess, like sure, but still. I'm pretty sure it's not real at all though. Like why did we all hear that? I don't know, because I feel like Marilyn Manson's like a fairly normal person, like deep down inside. So yeah, he seems kind of lame, honestly. Like I, I feel know, like I he's, he's just... got this like hardcore facade, but it's just like a shell, you know? I think he's pretty lame. No, I don't I don't think he's like super crazy in real life, but yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. I know Evan Rachel Wood dated him for a while and like I want to say maybe he was like abusive or something. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't be saying this. I don't know the full story. I need to look into this, but she dated him for a while when she was young. And I, I don't know that it ended well. So I'm not really sure what happened there, but That's anyway. interesting because um, there's a cast member from Scream, like the original Scream movie, and she dated Marilyn Manson. And I think there was like something about that too. So yeah, I don't want to say- So maybe it is true. I, I should look into it yeah. more, but I think there's something there with Marilyn Manson. So maybe anyway. Like really freaky, kinky or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly. Anyway. Um, all right. So my last one is actually a collection of things um because like i said craigslist was looking a little rough this week and there was just not much in the misconnection so i had to poke around a little bit and i was like well let me see what else is going on on craigslist because i usually don't venture too much into the other areas but i was like well, let's just see what's up so i want to just bring your attention to a few things i found um a few categories that might be of interest to people um first up is there was a post in Missed Connections that was very much not a Missed Connection, but I thought it was kind of an ingenious use of Missed Connections. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's pretty boring and in-depth, but the post basically goes, anyone see an accident on Friday night? Um, and gives us the date um, at approximately 10.30 PM, blah, 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 this intersection. And he just explains in detail this like hit and run basically where someone hit him and he gives all the details and he's trying to get like, uh, like witnesses for it basically. <laughs> so oh. uh, it's not terribly interesting beyond that, but I was just like, huh, that's kind of a brilliant use of misconnections I never would have thought of. So just throwing that out there. I thought it was fun and different. So there's that. Um, additionally, I continued to poke around and on Craigslist, there are these things called discussion forums, which I didn't really know about. And there's all different topics. Like they've got everything. They've got like a jokes one. They've got like a science one. They've got religion one. They've got politics. Like they've got all kinds of topics. Um, some of them get really dark. I'll just say that. There's like some divorce ones, some marriage ones, which like got really bleak really fast. <laughs> But there's one that's just haikus. <laughs> oh, okay. So when, you, when you click on it, it's called the Haiku Hotel. I don't know why, but people literally just share haikus. And it's the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. And it's on Craigslist of all places. So I'm going to read you a haiku now. One of my favorites that I found. Okay. Hmm. A deja vu. 
It happens when they change things. Whirlybird, go boom. <laughs> I love it. That's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. So there's, there's just tons of haikus. There's like a whole thread of haikus and it made me so happy. <laughs> so if you ever write a haiku and you really want to share it, there's a forum for that on Craigslist. I'm just letting everyone know. Um, so that made me really happy. Uh, and moving along, there's also a section on Craigslist called Rants and Raves. And some of them are pretty bizarre. A lot of them are like, absolute crazy people um but there's one that I just wanted to share that I thought was just very funny <laughs> someone in downtown San Diego posted in rants and raves and the it just goes boycott YouTube is the title <laughs> then the description is I asked them why they banned me and they told me nothing <laughs> that's his rant <laughs> that's the whole thing <laughs> There goes my hero. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. I'm sorry, sir. I hope that works out for you, but I'm not going to boycott YouTube just because of that. Yeah. <sighs> I just learned something this week about YouTube that I didn't know. So apparently the only way you can make ad revenue is like if you have over a thousand subscribers. Okay. I just learned that this week and I was like, huh, because I guess some guy had like 600 and he was like all mad because he wasn't getting ad revenue. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, interesting. All right. Oh, great. Um, and then another one that is in the rants and raves section that I found entertaining. Um, this guy writes a very lengthy note to his kids about why he refinanced his mortgage. Why does this kid scare? I don't know. And why is he supposed to get on Craigslist rants and raves? <laughs> <laughs> but it was literally titled, um, here, let me pull it up. It is titled, uh, why I refinanced my mortgage note to my kids. And it literally goes in depth about why he refinanced his mortgage. Like, can't make this up. It's really boring. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but well, I mean, there's, and there's no I mean, like, it's not like it's an ad for his like services of like how to refinance yeah. your mortgage. He's not like trying to like convince you to like talk to him or something about it. He's literally just wrote a note about why he did this thing. Yeah. Let me like sum up what he's going to say. It's that interest rates are like mega low and why wouldn't you? Yeah, basically. So, cool. Yeah. Great. But it just like, why, <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> Yeah, plus, like, I don't think his kids would be like, oh, yeah, dad, like, please pay more money. Okay. Yeah, like, no one's going like, to be mad. No. So, yeah. And then, okay, so then the last kind of section that I dove into, um, there's just a general community where you can post things. So it's just like your local area, and it's just like a general category. So I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like a grab bag. Like, what's going on in there? Uh there's one that I found that's really lovely. Um, and it is titled Audio Drama Script Services. <laughs> and it goes, bring me your scripts. You have a story that needs to be told? Have a script ready to shoot? Can't afford to get it shot? Can't shoot it because COVID destroyed 2020? Don't want the trouble? Make it an audio drama. 
With my service, I'll take a script and turn it into a full production, Orson Welles-style radio play with voice acting, sound design, ambiance, and foley. Your script will be the show it was intended to be as an audio-only format. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. And he goes on and gives like a bunch more detail about what he'll do for you with your script. But I was just like, okay, <laughs> Orson Welles-style radio drama. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. I like that. <laughs> so he's offering that service. Fun times. Um, and then the last one that I found, um, this one is specifically for Nicholas Foster, um, I think. I'm pretty sure this was written for him. <laughs> um, it says, jazz band needs a jazz lover. <laughs> goes if you are interested in jazz music we need an energetic person to help us with various aspects of this fantastic jazz band we need help with the business side please have a couple hours uh, a day to devote to this project we are not looking for singers or musicians it's not a job you would be more of a right-hand person if music <laughs> is your thing and you love jazz please respond and we will show and tell you what is going on and there are a lot of great things going on even now during the pandemic so I think Nicholas, who's a friend of the pod, should answer this and get involved with his jazz band. I think they need his help. <laughs> I say so too. I vote yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was some of my fun Craigslist finds this week. Um, I gotta say, like, if you're looking for something, it's somewhere on Craigslist. Like, whatever you need in life, haikus, mortgage advice, um, a YouTube rant, audio services, like whatever you need, it's somewhere on Craigslist. So just go looking and you'll, you shall find, but, um, yeah, that, that wraps up my last one. I like it. Yeah. All right. Let me go into mine. Cause this is a fun one to leave on. Cause it's just fun all around. Love it. He, this dude fucked up on his date. Last night, after meeting a girl on Tinder, I ended up at her place. As the two of us were making out on our bed, she wanted to know if I ever mixed sex with shrooms, and I shrugged and said I'd never done drugs, period. She looked at me like, oh shit. Fast forward to her feeding me an unknown quantity of shrooms and telling me how, to, how mind-blowing the sex will be. I've got no idea when I switched from sober to losing my shit, but there I was staring the words on my t-shirt slowly melting away. My Tinder date, who is now in full fuck mode, wasn't wasting any time undressing me. However, my attention was elsewhere. There was a hula hoop in the room that I didn't notice before. I couldn't help but stand up and use it. My Tinder date couldn't stop laughing at me hula hooping with no pants on. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I was, I was living my best life at that moment. I never wanted the hula hoop to stop. My Tinder date was not about that life though. Eventually she grew tired of watching me hula hoop and pulled me back in the bed for some fucky fuck. We make out for like 30 seconds before I end up hula hooping again. <laughs> My Tinder date got frustrated and tossed the hula hoop in the closet. She took off her bra and asked me if I wanted to play or hook up. I said I wanted to hula hoop. She thanked me for wasting her time and her mushrooms before asking me to leave. Now I have to live with the fact that I chose hula hooping over sex. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, it's so wholesome. <laughs> it is. And also, I'm just like, yo, girl, you missed out. Like, this guy's a true gem. If he was like, that guy's beautiful. Him. Yeah. What a beautiful soul. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. <laughs> 
I also liked the phrase, I was, uh, she was wanting some fucky fuck. That also made me laugh. Wow. I love it. God, that's beautiful. Damn. All right. (sighs) Well, on that really wholesome note, uh, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll see you in a bit. episode is sponsored by your friend on Facebook who refuses to change her wedding plans. What about 2020 makes it a bad idea to have 250 people indoors together? I don't get it. Brooklyn Lynn has been planning this wedding since she was a little girl and damn it if she's going to let anything stop her from having a chocolate fountain and everything else. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and you'll get unlimited access to all of their engagement photos featuring her awkward fiancé who doesn't quite know how to pose the way the photographer is telling him to. No Jeff, hold her like you actually like her. (sighs) Never change girl, never change. And we are back. And Joe has a segment to share with us. I don't know what we're calling this. Is this like our personal anecdote corner this week? I don't really know what the theme is. Take it away. It's kind of a combination. Basically, our like sex stories of the week um, come from Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really, I really wish I could say that we got him on the pod. We did not, sadly. He's mm. off doing uh, his own shit. Probably like either smoking weed or like making a movie. Either way, he's living his best life. Always. Um, but uh, what I do is I'm not a big fan of Howard Stern, but I think Howard Stern's actually a very good interviewer. So whenever he interviews celebrities, I'll typically play most of them just because like it really fascinates me. And uh, the Matthew McConaughey interview was particularly fascinating. Um, there's a lot going on. I, I, there's, there's no way I can hit everything. But to uh, give a little brief background on it, basically Matthew McConaughey wrote a memoir. And usually when celebrities have a book come out, there's a ghostwriter involved. Not with this one. Matthew, <laughs> he, he literally went to like a cabin for like three or four months and like wrote down his like life story and then like handed it to somebody to type up. Like he, he, he did it. This is not like some guy just like recording them. Like, no, like Matthew McConaughey actually wrote this. Oh my God. And, um, I don't know, some memoirs I have a problem with because like people try to like make themselves sound too good. Matthew McConaughey could give less of a fuck about any of that. He does not have that problem. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's why I wanted to talk about it. And I feel weird like talking about his memoir when I have not read it, but I heard enough on that interview that like I really would like to read this book. Like, not going to lie. This book sounds very fascinating. I'm already like, I'm going to have to go read this. (laughs) Right. I feel weird recommending a book that I haven't read. But to be honest, like everything I've heard about this, like by all means, go for it. Because this sounds truly fascinating. So let's start like early in Matthew McConaughey's life. Whenever he was in like kindergarten, basically. So he was on the playground and one of his friends said, hey, Matt, come over here. And so he started to approach his friend. Out of nowhere, Matthew McConaughey's mother runs out of nowhere and tackles him. 
as I guess she was like a first or second grade teacher. She wasn't his teacher, but she was a teacher. She tackled him and starts like kicking the shit out of him. And then like points at him and says, your name is Matthew. You will never go by Matt. And that was the lesson. And <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stern oh was God. like, Howard Stern was like, that's child abuse. And Matthew McConaughey is like, nah, man, she just wanted me to learn a lesson. She taught me a lesson that day. Like that was like his whole. Oh my God. <laughs> Howard Stern's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I know like Howard Stern's like the most like open-minded person. He's like, um, you describe child abuse. <laughs> and, like, oh my Matthew God. is like, ah, that's just how my family works, man. <laughs> He's so, wild. Yeah, him. there was oh other God. like really fucked up Matthew McConaughey child stories. Like, not gonna lie, there's like plenty of them. Basically, his dad at one point was just like, uh, Matthew, I want you to punch me as hard as you fucking can. And Matthew was like stared at him and wasn't sure what to do. He's like, nah, you got like three punches. And then if you do it, then I can punch you back. And Matthew was like, I didn't do it. And Howard was like, yeah, it's probably a good thing. He's like, nah, my old man wanted me to do it. He wanted me to show that I had balls. And I was like, was that really the lesson? Like, <laughs> what are these lessons? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he truly had like the most horrifying childhood. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you hear about like celebrities and you're just like, uh, they like went to Oscar parties and all this stuff. Like, no, like Matthew McConaughey like had a truly fucked up childhood. Like. Oh my There's really God. nothing else to say about that. Also, wow. so the main point, there's a couple other things, but like the main point I really wanted to hit on was um, whenever Matthew got his first movie role, which was Dazed and Confused, um, he was saying that his father, his whole life, which this is a very odd conversation to have in front of children, but his father told everyone that how he was going to die was that he was going to be fucking Matthew McConaughey's mom and that's how he would die. So oh. yeah, I don't know why you tell everyone this, but apparently that's what he did. So oh, okay. four days into filming Days and Confused when Matthew was like about 18, I think that happened. Like his parents were having sex and his dad had a heart attack and died. And so <laughs> he like manifested that. Oh my God. He truly did. And Matthew McConaughey was like, yeah, he called his own shot. And I was like, is that what you got out of that too? Like, he has some interesting takeaways. Like, <laughs> he really does. Like, oh I'm not joking. Goodness. And the best was Howard Stern was like, "Can we get your mom on the show? I just have a lot of questions." I for, just like, have what some the... questions. Oh my just, god! For real? Like, like or... I just want to talk. <laughs> he's like, did she? Did he orgasm? Like, is is that what caused it? Like, is yeah. So that's oh how his old man died and then truly like I think one of the most fascinating things was <clears throat> basically um I guess after he got his like break and started like getting some money in uh, Matthew kept having wet dreams about like Africa like this river in Africa okay and so he felt like he should go visit but he said the first time around he messed up because he went to South America instead of Africa. And uh, how do you mess that up? Like, what do you mean? 
Well, he said it was like a river and he thought it was Africa, but he's like, eh, maybe it's like South America. So he like went to South America because he wasn't, it's a dream. He wasn't really sure like where this place was. Okay. He just felt like he needed to like go hang by this river. He just like so, thought like, he knew. Somehow he like did some drugs and ended up in this random village in like South America. And the people there were like, ah, this like tall white dude, he needs to wrestle our like toughest guy in the village. And so somehow Matthew McConaughey wrestled this guy, ended up winning. And then the two like became best friends to when like years later he went back and the guy had a family and like welcomed him in and was like, oh my God, I love you. And I'm like, and that's kind of the story of Matthew McConaughey's life is just this random stuff happens. And uh, yeah, he ended up actually going to Africa and having a good time there as well. Basically he just, he truly has like a super random and weird life and I absolutely love it. He's like my new role like, model. That's like the most Matthew McConaughey story ever. Wow. I, really, and that's like everything. Like everything he talks about is just like, he's like, yeah, I got like a wet dream. And I decided to like go to Africa. And you're like, what? You did what exactly? Everything you said like would only happen to Matthew McConaughey. That is wild and just hilarious. Like I don't even know what to say. Yeah, and he talked about his, like, career some. Like, Howard was, like, because he, like, worked with Kate Hudson. Howard was, like, yo, Kate Hudson's, like, super attractive. Why did you never, like, want to date her? He's, like, I don't know, man. It's just Hollywood. I wanted to, like, do my own thing. Um, but whenever wow. he had his little, like, Matthew McConaughey, like, the McConaissance that some called it. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because he kept doing, like, romantic comedies. And I guess at a certain point, he was just, like, no, I want to do, like, real movies. And so like he didn't make movies for like two or three years, like as he like waited it out and eventually he started like getting good stuff in, which led to like True Detective, Killer Joe, uh, Dallas Buyers Club, some really good stuff. Um, yeah. But he said during this whole time, like he was not working, not getting any money. He got a romantic comedy offered to him that he kept denying. And eventually the salary he could have been paid for it went up to $15 million. What? what yeah and he was like yeah literally everyone in my life was like why are you not doing this that's a crazy amount of money he's like nah it ain't right i'm not gonna do it and so like he didn't do it oh my <laughs> god damn matthew mcconaughey that is so wild truly like i don't know like sometimes it seems like the grass is greener but like this dude's life is like so insane i like somewhat envy it he like his best friend is like Woody Harrelson and those two like smoke pot and just like hang out together. Like truly he sounds like he has a wonderful like life, like a terrible childhood by like any account. Like that just sounds like super fucked up. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about Matthew McConaughey's life because it was so insane. I, I love that so much. That's beautiful. Also, quick note, please add um, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson to my list of dream threesomes right up there with Jack White and Jack Black. That's right up there for me in terms of pairings. I think that's a good one. The only caveat that I would say is um, they like the problem with those two is like they may be too high to fuck. Yeah, no, I feel like they just lay there, but I'd be I'd be okay with it. Okay, as long as you're okay whatever ha it. whatever happens, I I accept it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But wow, I love that. Love that so much. I also love that um, Matthew McConaughey is like very like 
very into like Texas and just like hangs out in Austin and stuff. Yeah. Like he's just like a local staple. Like he'll just roll into places. And we, um, when I was in Austin with Molly, we were eating at a restaurant like next to where um, Matthew McConaughey like lived. It was like next to like this trailer park thing that Matthew McConaughey had like lived in, like in his trailer for a while. <laughs> when he was famous already like he just lived there um and our uber driver was telling us about it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> good times um wow well beautiful thank you for sharing all of that and now I definitely want to read that book I know I do too like I really do because like if like I only like learned like three-fourths of the crazy things he talked about like I still want to learn like what else is in there because dear god like he's very fascinating I love it I'm very excited What's awesome. your favorite uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, role? Magic Mike. Oh, interesting. I have yet to see that movie. So Andrew had never seen it. Um, he'd actually seen Magic Mike XXL with me first. So the, the sequel, he'd actually seen the sequel, but had not seen the original. So I was like, wait, are you kidding me? So we actually watched it like a week ago. We watched it very recently because I was like, you have to see this movie. Um, he actually enjoyed it. Yeah, he... Um, it's funny because um, Magic Mike, like the first movie, is actually like a good, well-done movie. And it's actually like a, a drama-ish. Like it's not like just like a fun, girly movie, um, which I think is a common misconception about Magic Mike. Um, but it's actually done by Steven Soderbergh, who's one of my favorite directors. Um, it's like shot very well, like the acting's good. Um, I mean, it's about male strippers, so obviously there's some craziness in it, but like it's very like, much more like subdued and like more of a drama than you would think it is and it's actually just like a good movie so um yeah Andrew enjoyed it and I would recommend anyone watch it it's quite enjoyable um also Matthew McConaughey is not in XXL he's only in the first one but his character is great in the first one so that's my favorite nice I want to check that one out um I mean, like True Detective, uh, I feel like is up there. But if we're like strictly going off film, um, I feel like Killer Joe is actually pretty underrated for Matthew McConaughey movies, but he's really good in that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. No, he's yeah. good in that. Okay, that was like the first that. one of his like big career like turn back, but I really liked that one. Nice, nice. All right. Well, cool. Great. Um, well, moving on to our next topic. Um, this rotating topic is very near and dear to my heart. And this is something that me and Joe have been talking about recently that we need to share on the pod because it's of the utmost importance. Um, I love the show Shark Tank and Joe does not get it. And I feel like in this world, you are either very much into Shark Tank or very much not, and there's no in between. So I just need the world to know this. I need to put it out there that I'm a huge fan and that Joe does not respect this for me. He does, he's not respecting my journey right now. So discuss. So I mean, like you simp for Mark Cuban, I don't know what there is to discuss. No, there's more to it than that. I do love Mark Cuban, not in like a sexual way, just like I want him to invest in my company, whatever that is. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't have a company, but if I did, I would want Mark Cuban to invest in it. That's my level of simping. It's not like a sex thing. It's not like I'm not attracted it. to him. It's purely not like a, I highly respect him. And I'm like, oh my God, like I want Mark Cuban to believe in me so fucking bad. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I guess on that level, yes, I do simp for Mark Cuban. Okay. There it is. Um, but actually if I went on 
the show, I would want um, Barb to invest in me for sure. She would actually be like my top choice of shark. She's great. Um, but yeah, I've been watching Shark Tank like, gosh, most of the time it's been on air, which it's in season like 15 now or something I realized, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I've watched Shark Tank a long time. Um, I've missed episodes here and there. I, I would say I'm not like die hard for Shark Tank, but I have fairly consistently watched it over the years. And I just, I never get tired of it. Like I, it, it's formulaic. It's, it, it's fake reality, but I mean, they do get deals. It is real. It's edited, of course, but it's not like fake in that, like the deals aren't real and the money is not real. And these people aren't real. Like these are real products and real people. And they do get investment deals from these sharks. And I just like it. It's, it's straightforward. It's fun to see the products that come on. Um, I've bought a number of things that have been on Shark Tank and I'm very happy with all my purchases. So I don't know. I just love it. I, I can't really even like explain why, but I just really like it. And Andrew does not like it. It's one of the few shows that he like won't really watch with me. He just gets mad at it when he watches it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I think even it's know just... why. Yeah, I think it's just because it's like the same formula every time. And I think that's like why people like you like it. And I know people at work that do too. It's just like, they're interested by like the different products and like to see like what happens on there. For me, I'm just like, I don't know. If it's a good product, I'll hear about it and I'll buy it. Like, I think I bought like a Squatty Potty or something Hell, like that. Hell yeah. Yes, I have, I'm diehard team Squatty Potty. I have one in my house. I made my mom get one. Like they're the best. And that was a Shark Tank thing. There's so many things like that. I see out in the world and I'm like oh that was a Shark Tank product like it's it's everywhere now which is really interesting and cool but there's like many things that I have um I've bought or gotten because of Shark Tank so yeah the one interesting thing that I saw on there was um <clears throat> so I think like Disney ABC whatever since it's like the company that airs it yeah whenever the show got pitched um, they had a thing with Mark Cuban where they wanted like five or 10% of any company that like went on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And he actually struck that down. It was like, if it doesn't get like picked up on the show, like no one should make money off of it. And so yeah. I actually like really like admire him for like sticking up and being like, yeah, like if it's not getting picked up, if people aren't investing in it, like they shouldn't have be like contractually obligated to like go anywhere so I will yeah. give him like a lot of credit for that yeah absolutely and he uh, obviously like Mark Cuban is kind of like the I would say like the machine behind Shark Tank like he's by far the the wealthiest person on the show like of the sharks like he's like the biggest shark and getting him on the show in the first place I from season one I think is like what basically propelled the show into like success and has continued its success I think he's like the biggest piece of it because the other people are not nearly as well known as he is um so I think him getting behind it and being kind of involved in it from the beginning has been huge uh but no I just I like it and I I like seeing these people be successful like I I'm always like really happy for people when they get deals. I don't know. I love it. It's like, and this is where the wholesome thing comes back. Like it is like weirdly wholesome and you'd think I wouldn't be into that, but like, I, I cry a lot watching Shark Tank. Like I weirdly just love it. It makes me so happy and I can't explain why, but yeah. And it's like the only reality show I will watch. Like pretty much. I don't want, I can't do like reality TV, like on any level Shark Tank's it for me, which of all the things to like be very into, but 
it is what it is yeah so I don't know I just love it I wanted to talk about it because I feel like this is this show that's like not particularly like cool to like but I feel like I talk to a lot of people who end up admitting like oh yeah I watch Shark Tank like I feel like it's one of those things that's not cool to watch but a lot of people do actually watch it <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like I know a bunch of people that do and I mean like anymore it's just like you're always gonna get people like that don't watch stuff just because there's like 50 million tv shows you can watch out there so yeah you can't watch everything at a certain point yeah but I enjoy it so anyway <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's get into a thirst corner. Thirst corner. I haven't started it this week, um, but uh, His Dark Materials season two went back up on HBO. Okay. I still have not watched season one. And it's on my to-do list. It's been on my to-do list for a long time. I feel really bad. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. Well, the uh, main female uh, character, well, not main, but like, cause there's Lyra, who's like, obviously the, the main adult female character um, is Ruth Wilson. Love she her. She was in Luther. Yeah. 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 And the, um, the affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, yeah, she's the main person in the affair. But yeah, like she's definitely registered on my uh, thirst corner. Cause I mean, British ladies in general, but her especially. Love that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you should mention an HBO show because going, shifting kind of across Thirst Corner and Random Chatter, I have two HBO shows that I need to bring up. And there's definitely some thirst in there for me. Um, I have been watching two HBO shows. Uh, me and Andrew watched first The Third Day, which I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Um, it's a six-part miniseries on HBO starring Jude Law, and I don't want to give anything away, but, like, I cannot recommend enough that you need to watch this show. Like, it is so good. Um, it's got big midsummer vibes, and that's all I'm going to tell you, but like it's it. so, so good. Um, so me and Andrew just finished watching the sixth um, episode of that last night it's amazing. It came out, um, I think a while ago, I think it came out a few months ago, maybe. So it's all out. You can watch, you can just binge it now. Uh, but Jude Law's in it and Jude Law's getting older and honestly looks better than ever. Like, yeah, God, that like, man doesn't age. Like it's just beautiful. I like Jude Law now better than I liked him like early, Me early mid two thousands or so. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. like him that much back then, but now I'm just like, yeah, like, especially like, I don't like the new fantastic beast movie. I but like when they're like when they're like yeah we're gonna put him as like Dumbledore like young Dumbledore and I was like look fucking give me that movie like I'd rather have like Jude Law as like magic <laughs> like Dumbledore than like watch whatever bullshit they're doing like yeah <laughs> give me some of that <laughs> yeah I think everyone was like on board with it oh and then my I like, saw the movie and it's like well this sucks I have not seen that because you know I don't do Harry Potter but um no Jude Law present day is like he just gets better like he just keeps getting better with age like all these actors that were like I don't know like a-list heartthrobs in like the early 2000s I feel like have just aged like fine wine and I love them even more now I don't know if just like my tastes have matured too or what but like him and like Brad Pitt like all these guys I think look like better than ever now that they're just like grizzled middle-aged men like I love it so much well, so I'll even throw it on like the like female part of it too just because like we brought up like Natalie Portman and Hathaway I mean I think 
she's a little bit older, but I feel like even like Nicole Kidman is like aged like super well. Like she's yes. like so pretty. Like, oh yes. my gosh. Okay, which perfect segue brings me to my next one. The second show I've been watching on HBO is The Undoing, which is the one with Nicole Kidman in it. And it's got uh, Hugh Grant in it is her husband. And both of them, two more people that like just age like fine wine. Like they both are just still just such beautiful people. They honestly look like the best they ever have, I feel like, and I love it. Also, that show is fantastic. Um, highly recommend watching. It is still airing. So it's another, I think, six episode miniseries and four episodes are out so far. Um, I guess all of them will be out by the time this airs, I think, but um, gotta watch it. So good. It's like a murder <laughs> mystery. It's, it's amazing. Oh, nice. It's beautiful, yeah. So go watch that if you're into some thirst, um, both of those shows. And also they're just excellent because HBO cannot do anything wrong in my opinion. Like if it's HBO, I will watch it. So yeah. So did you hear, I saw an interview with Hugh Grant recently and he described like probably like the masterpiece movie that he's done. I no. don't disagree with him, but do you know what it is? No, what is it? Paddington 2. Oh, hell yeah. Are you a that's, Paddington fan? No, I haven't seen it, but now I need to. Like, why does he feel like that's like his masterpiece? <laughs> Tell <Dude>. me more. <laughs> Those movies are oddly good. Like, they should not be good. <laughs> okay. They should not be on any level good. Oh my God. But like, dear God, are those movies actually like very fun, very enjoyable. Like, just like, I hate to say this word, but like, they're like wholesome, but like there's dark stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like just like a like nice little movie or anything like that. Like, no, they're just very good movies. Like, I can't, I think the director is working on something else, but like, I know they're going to do like a Paddington 3 at some point and I can't wait for it. Like the first two are like extremely good. And his, his role in particular in two is like, amazing like i love you grant <laughs> in general but oh my god it's so okay, good. i'm gonna have to get into that oh my god yeah. I, had, I had no idea <laughs> it's like weird because like on reddit it's like a very big movie that they talk about and i feel okay. like in most of life no one gives a shit about paddington movies no. but like <laughs> if you watch them like they're so good like it they don't have a right to be like like I don't know like we've seen like a lot of like <laughs> who CGI gave them the right characters. to be this good <laughs> you know there's like a lot of like kid yeah. movies out there where like they have a CGI main character and it's like kind of like kid centric or whatever like that yeah, yeah. so like I feel like people kind of like overlook it because it falls in that category but it is far and above like way better than anything else in that genre and it, yeah I, I give it like my full recommendation like go watch Paddington we all need like an uplifting movie right now like go do it you will not be disappointed at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I know, and he defends it too. It cracked me up because I, I was like, oh my God, he knows it. He knows oh how good God. these movies are. <laughs> I also like having read like other interviews with Hugh Grant and stuff. I feel like he's like one of the more self aware actors out there. I feel like he is pretty like in touch with how the public perceives him and like is pretty self aware, which I think a fair amount of celebrities really aren't, um, or at least aren't open about it but based on like some things he said like he he seems pretty like on top of things and like pretty funny um so I've loved that because he had like that whole like scandal in like the late 90s maybe 
when he was like first getting big and like all that stuff and like he's kind of been like roasted by like the the tabloids and everything like so many times and but I feel like he's managed to always just kind of like bounce back I think he's just kind of like this charming guy who like doesn't really let things affect him and stuff so I don't know he's an interesting character but yeah he uh basically was like messed around on Jen- uh, elizabeth hurley who like she's still beautiful by the she's way gorgeous um, yeah i know yeah with a prostitute and that's yeah. like what like lit everyone up because like she's like one of the most even at the time it still really is but mm-hmm. like one of the most go- gorgeous people on the planet well and so at that time like, they were like the power couple like yeah, yeah. so yeah no they got he got roasted for that but um yeah he kind of just like bounced back and just kind of like rolled right off him it's pretty funny but um yeah he seems interesting so anyway go check out the undoing and paddington too you won't be disappointed <laughs> amazing no, we all need a nice movie nowadays and this is the ultimate nice movie so yeah oh my goodness <laughs> i love it just a little like bear cgi bear that likes marmalade i mean what's not to love nothing (laughs) that's what (laughs) oh my goodness all right well i guess moving into like the random chatter category then um do you have anything I don't know. I went on like a really deep dive about Paddington's. No, that's fair. If you're like emotionally drained after that. Um, I just have one topic for random chatter that I need to tell you about. Um, So you have not watched Mandalorian season two yet, Um, but you've probably gathered from the internet that um, Banthas have played a big role in season two. Um, Banthas, of course, the furry... um, desert dwelling kind of elephant looking things that um tuscan raiders ride on uh one where in the prequels anakin killed all the men women and children of them right yes yes all of them yep so there's tuscan raiders and they ride on banthas and we saw them in the original first Star Wars movie, A New Hope. So they've yep. been around for a while, but have not really played a major role. But the term Bantha is kind of used in the Star Wars universe, like all over the place. Like people are always calling each other like Bantha shit, basically. It's like a very common yeah. like diss in the Star Wars universe. So everyone kind of knows what Banthas are. Well, Banthas have really taken the main stage in Mandalorian season two, like I said. Um, he works with some Tuscan Raiders. I won't give anything away, but um, Banthas are heavily involved. They're riding around on them and stuff. So we get a lot more up close and personal with Banthas. And Andrew has fallen in love with them. He watches Mandalorian with me and he thinks that Banthas are just like the cutest thing he's ever seen. He's fascinated. He was like, I want to know everything about Banthas. So he started reading on like Wikipedia, which is the Star Wars Wikipedia, if you weren't aware. Um, He starts reading all about Banthas and he's like telling me all about all these Bantha facts. And I'm like, where are you getting these Bantha facts? Like, is this canon? Like, I don't even know, but he's telling me all about Banthas. And apparently, as it turns out, there's a lot of Bantha lore out there. So Banthas uh, live in the desert with the Tusken Raiders and they are like raised from little Bantha babies along with Tusken Raider children. So like basically a Tusken Raider child gets like a baby Bantha and they grow oh. up together hmm. and they like have like this like this deep connection 
it with, with their bantha and like if they die like the bantha dies and like all this stuff so they have like this this deep bond with the banthas that they ride around and they take really good care of them they brush their teeth they do like Aww. all this stuff for their banthas they they like worship these banthas so andrew was so excited about this he was telling me all about it and i'm like well this is fascinating this is like brand new information um and then a while back recently it was andrew's birthday and i was like I've got to get him some Bantha stuff for his birthday. And luckily, um, this was not a baby Yoda situation. So if you recall back for Mandalorian season one, they wanted to keep the whole baby Yoda reveal so top secret um, that they didn't tell the toy companies that they were doing it. And then the toy companies were pissed because they had to like, they lost so much money because they had to like go into production of baby Yoda toys like after the show had already aired so it was like months before you could get anything baby Yoda related and it was like this huge thing that everyone knew about well season two they were not going to play that game again so they had the Bantha merch ready to go for this season so I got online and I got him like a Bantha shirt which was cute and then they had a stuffed Bantha at Target and I'm like thank you Target for always coming through for me so I'm like, fantastic, ordered this stuffed Bantha for his birthday. It arrived. I'm like, I open it up. I'm like, wow, this is so cute. It's adorable. And it's, Banthas are really furry. So they have like, like fur over their eyes. So I'm like, okay, like interesting. So here's where it gets interesting. What do you think Bantha eyes look like? I like, I mean, like, you mean like in general or like on a toy? Both. Because keep in mind, we've never seen Bantha eyes. Because the fur hangs over their eyes in the desert. I mean, I would think like if it's a toy, it would just be like those little like black beads or whatever that they use for like most animal toys. Like, so you, okay, yeah. So that's like a fair guess. You, like you would think that. All right. So I'm gonna show you. It. I'm gonna show you Andrew's bantha. Okay. So here's how it came. Yes, the first of the eyes. Great. It's super cute. I will post a picture on the gram, guys. Don't worry. But um, it's it it's super cute. It's got like a little. It's got like a little fluffy tail and everything like it little feet like it's really adorable so great we got the bantha it's here um are you ready to see the eyes yeah let's do it <laughs> it's like weirdly <laughs> human eyes it's like blue yeah it looks like blue like blue eyes the yeah, eyes like, uh. on this bantha have seen some shit i'm telling yeah. you they are so piercing <laughs> scary <laughs> well it looks kind of like weird because like when you were I... first showing it i was like oh like it's like a cute little toy and then you do the eyes and like they look a little weird yeah Hold so on. i showed so andrew got his toy and he loves it and then he's looking at the eyes and we're both like what the fuck is wrong with this bantha's eyes so <laughs> So we're, we've now just been going through the scenarios in our head of like what happened at like the toy company production meeting when they were coming up with the Bantha toy. Like, I feel like they were in the meeting and they're like, okay, so like, how should the Bantha's eyes look though? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Like we've never seen a Bantha's eyes. And they're like, all right, well, I mean, just come up with something then I guess. And they just told the intern, like, you know, like, hey, you, do you know what Bantha eyes look like? make something up and they were just like eh, okay and like this is what they came up with but it's just like hilariously disturbing and I love it so much well yeah and I'm going through like images and um yeah most of them are actually like how I describe it which is like they just put some black hold on there's one 
I don't know. Let's see if I can show you this. It looks kind of similar, I guess, is where they're getting it from. Do you see Yeah, but it? those look like normal toy eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what happened with this one? <laughs> right. Uh, so that's my story for you. Um, just being a Star Wars fan, I thought you would appreciate that this Bantha I has, like, you know, the most soulless eyes you've ever seen. <sighs> yeah, it's. it looks like it's, like, it just got back from war. I know. Awesome <laughs> really seen some shit out in the desert <laughs> it really went through the star wars <laughs> the star wars yes <laughs> so anyway that's my story um thank you for participating <laughs> welcome to my ted talk about panthies yeah thank you for going to my ted talk for real <laughs> um but anyway that's about all i have um anything to wrap up uh no it's funny uh it just turned uh, five o'clock for recording at where I am and uh, I feed Jazz at five o'clock. So what does she do? She's just like right here, like, what are you doing? It's time <laughs> hey, to Dad, eat. Hey dad, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you recording? It's my time now. <laughs> this is Jazz time. Oh my gosh. So we accidentally fed Thomas twice this morning for breakfast because Andrew couldn't remember if he had fed him. So I just fed him again apparently um and we've always thought that thomas was like a bottomless pit but he took a few bites of the breakfast that i gave him and then just came and looked up at me like this is wrong what's happening <laughs> he just, he just seems so confused so i was like i'm sorry buddy so i picked up his food like i feel like he felt like he was like cheating it was really cute <laughs> that's cute yeah. yeah jazz would literally just <clears throat> eat it she'd be like i need to eat this before he corrects this error i know like well we always thought that's what thomas would do too but apparently thomas is more structured than we knew <laughs> he's more on top of it than we gave him credit for yeah so that's funny usually like the smaller dogs like don't aren't as like bottomless pits typically but usually thomas i feel like is normally the exception so it's kind of weird that he's this good but um mm. yeah yeah buster meanwhile would be like i i don't want to eat let me perish <laughs> I'd, I'd wish to be closer to death, mother. Seriously, let me feel the sweet release, mother. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, on that note, I guess we will wrap up and we will see y'all next week. Yeah, peace and blessings, y'all. Go watch Paddington 2 to make me Do happy. It. <laughs> peace and blessings.